Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. And there's Brooklyn over my shoulder too. Uh, and um, I had to put Brooklyn on because today's guest is also a digital nomad. So I'll get there in one minute. But needless to say, for those of you who've been following me um, and have been listening to this YouTube show or the podcast, know that I, in the past decade, have been inviting people to bring photos and objects and documents to in-person and virtual story sharing gatherings called Show and Tales. So I've probably hosted about 150 or more over the decade and with probably thousands of people at this time who've shared the stories of the things that matter. So needless to say, I am fascinated with it. And so when I ended up meeting, meeting, this is e-meeting, right? A lot of the e-meeting that's happening on now um, through uh, LinkedIn, I had noticed that Heather is uh, did a TEDx talk and I was fascinated. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> That's such a big win. Um, that I I was, you know, needless to say, she's a digital nomad and we share things because of that. But during the entire TEDx talk that I was listening to her, and she's such a great speaker, is um, I noticed all the beautiful jewelry that um, Heather had on during the talk. And I reached out and I said, will you come on my show? And she said, yes. So uh, I am thrilled to introduce you to Heather and I'm going to let her take the stage and take it away. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so um, it's funny because as we were just talking about earlier, the jewelry, you know, as a full-time traveler and a nomad, I don't have a lot of room and I don't have a lot of like extra budget to buy lots of stuff. So I end up just taking little pieces of jewelry because what I find is uh, even if I take it off for a while and I, you know, I go away for a year and I come back, I, I can look at these pieces and remember they just instantly viscerally connect me to the experiences I had in each country um, and they're lightweight and I can wear them so like they, they don't take up space in my luggage and all that. So, um, so yeah, so I thought I'd talk about a few um, of my uh, pieces of jewelry that I'm wearing and uh, some of them have funny stories and some of them <laughs> um, are just about connection. And I think what you were drawn to were the, so I'm wearing a, this is New Zealand Jade or Punamu. <laughs> Um, and this reminds me of the pandemic when I got stuck in New Zealand. I say stuck, but really it's marooned. I was so blessed <laughs> to be in New Zealand of all places in the world. Uh, it was a very difficult in the moment decision to make to stay there when, you know, I had, I had planned to stay for three weeks and then suddenly the country was going on lockdown and the travel agency that I went to told me, uh, you either fly out now um, or you stay and it would be indefinitely. We don't know when we'll be allowed to leave the country again. And 
uh, it was harrowing to go from having the choice to go anywhere in the world to I can't even choose to go home, like to what where I'm from. Um, so it was very emotional. And I ended up creating a new life for myself in New Zealand and learned a lot about the Maori population. And um, and so, of course, the jade is is just kind of sacred um, there. It's it's uh, to get it. You have to go. Um, you often have to get permission to go on the grounds to to find it. Um, I actually went with a, a woman um, to look in a river for some pieces. And then we went and we um, got to like go to a jewelry store and actually um, kind of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you, like you you work on the stone to like bring out the the color and all that. So that was really cool. I, then not this one, but <laughs> um, so, so that's all about that experience. And um, in the town, um, Hokitika in the southern island where which is known for um the this jade I found this which is called um I believe it's pronounced Otea it's A-O-T-E-A -E um if you look at the Maori word for New Zealand it's Aotearoa if I'm saying that right it looks like it would be Aotearoa um but I believe they pronounce it O so Aotearoa Otero, see, I can't, if you hear a Maori person say it, it's much more eloquent. But what's cool about this stone is so this is found um, throughout the Southern Island. This stone is found only in one place in the Southern Island, like in the world. It's it's only in one place, um, so it's even rarer than the Punamu, and uh, it changes color. Um, nobody believes me. I should have, like, I didn't photograph this. When I bought it, it was pretty much white with, like, blue specks. And then it's individual to the wearer. So it looks like Punamu on me, but it's not. And I did buy a secondary piece, which was more green to begin with, but it had a lot of white in it. And then I photographed it, and I and you can see how it changed color um, from my wearing it. Um, so this is just sort of like the rareness of, um, I don't know, just like magic and rare rarity. So I love that. Um, so the other, the other thing, um, I have is, is lots of bracelets and I actually have even more. I had to, I had so many bracelets from five years that I had to like, kind of leave some at home because my arm was getting like two way down. Um, but a few that uh, that are really fun. Um, so I went to Vietnam and the fabric one here, I used to have two of them, one fell off. Um, and uh, in Vietnam, these, I went to um, Sapa up north and I went on like a two day crazy hiking. I had no idea how hard this, hike. I'm not a hiker. So for me to like, I'm short and you have to make these huge steps up. And it was, I was like kind of scared and it was a bit rainy and slippery. And these ladies that are tinier than I am, were just whoop, 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 like running along and jumping up and, and, and they would like hold my hands and help me up. And so um, at the end, like they, they kind of, this was sort of like a way to thank them is to buy their, these bracelets. So, um, so it reminds me of that. Um, and then uh, this um, 
a friend, I, a wonderful Asian woman um, from Shanghai that I met um, gave to me in as a like memento in Peru where I met her, which was really fun. Um, so it just reminds me of her and I had an amazing time in Peru, which uh, this bracelet actually doesn't come off. So when I had my recent surgery, um, couldn't take it off. And I found out, by the way, if you ever get an MRI, um, stone is okay to wear. It does not overheat. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's, um, an amazing memento of my time in Peru. And, um, and then I went to Africa, which like Africa was an amazing, I went to, uh, South Africa, Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, and Zambia. And, uh, this bracelet is from, um, Zambia from a flea market and I you know like I had been looking for a bracelet like this for a while but they mostly throughout Africa what I saw were mostly the men's ones which are like huge and then I found this one I was like this is it and I think I paid like five dollars for it or something which was great and um and the other one I um that had a lot of meaning for me from Africa was this fabric one um with the little Africa bead I was on the beach in uh Cape Town and met this wonderful man uh, from, I think he's from Zanzibar, and he was selling bracelets that he made, and he gave this to me, it was very sweet, he, he said, um, he said, you give this to your love, you know, and I'm like, well, I haven't found him yet, but anyway, <laughs> so, um, so it's like the, uh, the, the whole love, but also connection to Africa, which I love, um, and this, <laughs> I went to Italy, um, recently and uh this um bracelet is from bari where um the the saint here is apparently the patron saint of the town and the protector of women looking for a husband so i was like i did this little ritual there i'm like oh yeah all right so <laughs> i'll like i'll buy this um so that was like a silly thing um and the last one that that's really fun is uh this um bracelet which i just got in iceland and it's got runes um which are spell out strength um and it just uh it was with my mom and um you know it was kind of we had this it was my third trip to iceland i loved it uh <laughs> Both in Iceland, well, Iceland ended up being really, uh, wind we had a really windy day. We all thought we weren't going to be able to drive um, that day. We also, it reminds me, like, my mom and I then went on to Scotland and got stuck in headwinds that were apparently, like, I don't know, the, our driver said some crazy high number of the head. I, I thought we were actually, well, specifically, I thought my mom was going to blow away and blow off the cliff. And um, it's, it's, I had to hold on to her. And like really grab her, like walk faster. And it turned out actually, sadly, uh, somebody did actually get blown off the cliff. Um, so it's uh, strength. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and and in Iceland, of course, there's you need a lot of strength to to. Um, they're cold winters, crazy weather, but it's beautiful. And also the, some of the crazy hiking that you do. So um, it just reminds me of the time with my mother and also about, you know, that, that grounding of, of fortitude in our lives. So, um, so yeah, so those are a few of my like amazing memories from 
around the world and I have other I've, I have ones from Argentina and like other places in um, South America and um and Asia and uh yeah so it's just been just it just reminds me I, it's just an instant connection to the travel and to being blessed with the people that I've met and the places I've been and I just love all of this as that constant you know wearable reminder um and connection to that these times that I've created oh I can't hear you you're on mute oh, <laughs> oh my goodness that is so so yeah my my um the thing that I I say often is is that you know, there is a statement that the best things in life aren't things. And I agree. But um, in these, uh, you know, probably thousands of hours of, of inviting people to share the stories of the things that matter, what is so important about the things is that they hold these stories. They, they these stories get attached to them. Like you said- you viscerally, when you touch it, when you look at it, it 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 brings you back to the people, the places, the experience, the life you've created, and uh, and yeah, I I had Nora Dunn, another the professional, yes! yeah hobo. She's because um, I connected with the location indie community, okay, the online community, um, and I met Nora through that, and. Uh, and she and I talked about the same thing that you mentioned, that having the souvenirs, being able to have uh, jewelry just and and she also loves getting like little pieces of fabric or things like that, that again, yes. doesn't take up much space in your, in your backpack or your luggage or whatever, but it still gives you that sight and feel and smell maybe and you know I loved your thing about the strength that you needed to have with you finished us up with that that was so beautiful and talking about Iceland and your mom and yeah. um, and needing the strength to su survive those those wins so yeah um, yeah so thank you so much Heather for joining us for this episode of things that matter. And uh, yes, yes. And I'm so excited. And I want um, to ask you to let my listeners know and my watchers know, uh, a, you know, a little bit about you. Like, obviously, we can see Ditch the Desk, Discover <laughs> Destiny um, through full time. So we can see some things. But please let my audience know how they can learn more about what you do. Yeah, so uh, the best way to do that is to come to my website, um, which is fulltimetravelcoach.com. Um, it forwards you to my uh, main website, heatherbegins.com, uh, where if you are someone like I, I love working with the, you know, typically the professionals who want more freedom and flexibility in their life. Maybe they want to become a digital nomad. Uh, maybe they now that remote work is finally acceptable, right? Maybe you want to do that. But Typically, my clients are, you know, they don't know how to get started because it seems like a really great life, but uh, like there's so much to do or you're stuck on how do I afford it? Um, so, you know, I teach 
all of that. Um, and if you go, you'll see on the, my main page, there's a path to, you know, pick your path to freedom. Um, and I'm happy to chat with you. Um, if you want to book a free call and just chat, um, then I would love to do that. And uh, yeah, so just come over to my website and you'll connect with me there and uh, learn how I can help you to get started with your full-time travel journey. Wow. That is so, I love the idea. I have not had a chance um, as we were speaking about before, lots of stuff before I hit the road on, on Saturday, but um, I didn't have a chance to really look at your website, but I look forward to it because yeah. I love the idea of here's your paths. Here's, you know, some different paths. Yeah. And needless to say, I will also put in the show notes and information about that. And I also will put in your TEDx talk. Thank uh, you. <laughs> in there because that's what connected me with you. And I just love your energy. I love your um you know, you, what you're doing is, is healing. It's important healing work of how can we, you know, people can live different lives and choose to do different things, but it's always good to know that there's, there's options. And if that's something you want to do, if you want more adventure, if you want to get on the road, if you want to do that, that there are people like yourself that can, can help. Um, yes. So. And I remember, especially because when I started, because I'm also not a millennial, and especially if you're like the the mid-career and you're like, you're not the millennial and you're not retired yet, that's a tough one because there's so many anxieties um, around, you know, do, do I wait till I retire or do I stick it out? For me, it's like 17 more years, you know? Um, so uh, <laughs> obviously that's the answer. Um, but yeah, and I didn't, there were no mentors back then, you know, so I wanted to be the mentor that I wish I had found that would have saved me at least 10 years of misery at my desk. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. And you're right. It's like there, there's more, there's more options now and more available. But as far as specifically for mid career, uh, people, I, I totally agree. I have not seen that. So I'm grateful uh, for for your help. And so, um, so I just wanted in closing to say thank you for listening to this episode of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. And I hope that you come back and listen to more episodes. I will be doing little clips of, I call them mini-sodes from my live events will be coming every other week. And then I'll have a new, uh, a new interview like today that will be twice a month. That's the plan, at least at this point. And so uh, please also uh, consider if you have a object or a photo and you'd like to share your story, please come to my live virtual events that I have monthly or send an email to me and ask to be a guest just like Heather and I, but I reached out to her. But if you want to reach out to me, please do, because I would love to have you on as well. And if you are looking for a way to market your small business, your artistry, your creativity in a way that feels good and does good, please reach out to me to talk to me about my community of story share hosts that I teach how to host story sharing events that really connect and build connections, community, and legacy. So 
Thanks again, everyone. And thank you so much, Heather, for joining me and sharing part of your story. I look forward to staying in touch and following your journey. Thank you. Me too. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Have a great day. You too.